Welcome to the Global Careers Podcast, sponsored by GW Cyber, the source for inspiring stories from seasoned professionals who've embraced a global role and reaped the benefits. We offer practical advice and insider tips across a broad swath of industries and fields around the world. You know, whether or not you've considered moving abroad or taking on an international role, globalization will impact your career. So join us for a lively discussion as we explore what an international career really means. My name is Stacey nevadomsky Burdan, and I'll be your host. In season four, we travel around the world exploring what it's like working abroad in some of the hottest industries and best countries for advancing your career. Come with us as we journey through rich and diverse cultures and deepen our understanding of the expat experience. Today, we'll be traveling a bit through Latin America with Guido Gayona, CEO of BCW Mexico and a corporate communications director with over 25 years of experience working for some of the largest multinationals like SAP, Microsoft, and Coca-Cola. Guido left his native Mexico for 10 years to work as an expat and CEO in the BCW offices in Buenos Aires and Bogota, and in Miami, where he served in a regional coordination role. Guido has robust experience in the corporate communications field at both the agency and the client side. In addition to his native Spanish, he speaks English and a little Italian. Welcome, Guido. It is wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you so much. It is really a pleasure to be here and and having this conversation with you and your audience. Great, great. So let's dive in. One of the objectives of this podcast is to provide a sense of the careers that are out there, more than just titles. Tell us, what is it that you do? Well, again, thank you for the opportunity. I currently lead the BCW operations in Mexico. And for those of you who don't know what BCW is, it is part of the largest groups of communications agency, WPP. And we are mainly focused on corporate communications. So uh, here at BCW, I am in charge of the business development of the firm in the country, which involves around seven different practices specialized in specific industries or services such as uh, digital communications, uh, influencers engagement, creative content, and some others. Crisis management is one of our most important services. And also, aside of the work I do at BCW, I'm also a professor of the communications degree at the Monterrey Institute of Technology here in Mexico City. Mm, That's great. So wonderful professional, as well as giving back to students to helping them learn the craft. That's great. So yeah, you have had a stellar career so far. So far, still got a lot ahead of you, I am sure, and so much of it working throughout Latin America. Can you share some of the highlights with us? Sure. Uh, Thank you so much for your kind words, Daisy. I think that the most important achievement I've had during those years that was to keep the business in Argentina, up and running under extremely challenging conditions. Because, by the way, if you're planning to move to Argentina, uh, you must be prepared not only to see some of the most uh, spectacular soccer teams in the world, uh, Boca and River, (laughs) and and, while having a delicious wine from Mendoza, uh, but you also need to deal with one of the highest inflation rates in the world. Uh, This is something one needs to consider before moving to other countries. This and the weather. Uh, When I moved to Bogota, I never expected such cold weather. And that's because of the altitude of the city compared to other cities in Colombia. And you would never expect that cold in in a country in Latin America, but it, it happens. So 
those are some of the key learnings I started to learn early in my international career. Mm, that's great. So, so the fun of soccer and sports and wine and absolutely different neat experiences. But yeah, inflation and the economy, that's a really good point. Anywhere we go around the world, and just because it's so great now in one particular country doesn't mean things aren't going to change in a couple of years. So, right. so, yeah, so doing the research, being prepared, great, great tip. So you're in Mexico City now, and you're Mexican, yeah. um, so you've worked throughout the country, but you've also worked in Miami, Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. Bogota. Tell us what it's like to work in each of those, one at a time, kind of like some highlights, some differences, and even compare and contrast if you want. Sure. When we think in Latin America, I think we usually see it as a single region. But uh, the truth is that the only thing that we all share in common, as I was saying, is the love for soccer. Everything else is is completely different. Uh, For example, Argentinians tend to be a little more informal in the way they dress and behave, even in corporate environments. While, for example, Colombians are much more formal. When, When I was there, uh, in Colombia before the pandemic, you still needed to wear a tie and a suit if you went to a business meeting. And also everybody in Colombia calls you sir or madame. So they're really, really formal. And this is a, a very important difference from country to country. This is because of the different historic and cultural backgrounds they have. And another relevant nuance in language, in language for example, in Argentina, Colombia and Mexico, we all speak Spanish but with completely different accents. So you can probably think we speak different languages, but the same happened to me when I hear the British accent compared to the American accent. And also an example, when I worked in Miami, I barely spoke English with a Latin accent, but the Latinos living there that are born in Miami speak English with a much better accent than me. And sometimes when you make an effort to speak in a different language uh, than your native language, everybody thinks that you understand every single conversation. And the truth is that you're constantly, permanently struggling to keep up with conversations and simultaneously translating in your mind. So this is a challenge for all of us. Mm, That's a really interesting point because so many of us, I I do not speak Spanish, but would think, well, Latin America, it's Spanish, but you're saying that every single country obviously is is different, different nuances, different different approaches to business. Mm -hmm. Is there, so from the formal to the informal, are there some stories that you can share with us maybe that'll kind of bring bring the the business etiquette or even just the business experiences to life for our listeners? Yeah, just a, just a very simple experience. When I was in Buenos Aires, I, I, I was coming from Mexico and from, from Colombia, which are much more formal when doing these business meetings. So when I was in Buenos Aires, uh, when, once we went to a meeting with a client, I was dressed in a, in a suit and wearing a tie. And the rest of my team arrived to the meeting wearing, you know, like T-shirts, you know, like this uh, shirts from... Uh, with with, with uh, short sleeves. So I was completely surprised that they showed up to the meeting like that. And I talked to them, hey guys, you know, we're going to meet a client here. So we need to be a little bit more formal. But the surprise was for me because when we entered to the meeting room, the client was expecting us also in a t- on a t-shirt. <laughs> so again, and, and this is a really important point. Sometimes 
you see things different because of your own culture and your own perspective. And all the things that I'm mentioning here is according to my own perspective as a Mexican. And, uh, and you need, of course, to take that into consideration. Mm. Very important point. Yeah, we see, we see things through our own lenses, as, as you point mm-hmm. out. That's a, that's a great <laughs> tip because everybody sees it through, through their own as well. So I'm going to dive into something fun for me. I love food. I love to talk about food. It's one of my favorite topics. A little bit, a little bit fun here. What's mm-hmm. it like throughout the region? Do you have favorite dishes in different places? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I think that if you, if you go to Argentina, you, you need to try the meat in Argentina. It is famous for, for the meat and also for the wine. And, and as I was saying, the Mendoza wine is wonderful. I think it's one of the the, be, the best wines in the world. And if you go to Colombia, and I know that this is, this is a permanent fight between Colombia and Venezuela, uh, who were the creator or the creators of the arepas? Uh, which are uh, it's, it's a food made of uh, corn, very delicious. Uh, but when you're in Bogota or Venezuela, you need to try arepas, definitely. And of course, when you come to Mexico, I know that everyone thinks that we, we love tacos and, and we actually love tacos, but there are a lot of other food and beverages that you can have here, not only tequila, for instance, but also mezcal. The mezcal is very famous at this moment in Mexico. We're exporting that and you should try that when you come to Mexico. Mm, Great point. How about Miami? My hometown, that's actually where I spent a lot of time growing up. What do you think about Miami? Is it truly a cultural mixture of all the different Latin American spots for food? Mm, I I can share my experience when I was living there just because I I tried to find some good tacos, of course, in, 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 in Miami. But the truth is that you can find food that is adapted not only to the local preferences of the consumers, but also depending on on the ingredients that you can find. I know that nowadays you can find even most of the ingredients that you use to prepare a specific food, but sometimes there are specific spices or minor details that really make a food taste like when you if you are in the actual country so uh mm-hmm. yeah you can see a mix uh between the people that has been living there for many years and come from ancestors that were from latin america or from spain but they have adapted many of their customs to their current reality Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A similar experience for me when I left uh, D.C. and moved to Hong Kong. I thought I knew what Chinese food was, and I did not. <laughs> it was very different and yeah. fantastic and regional. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So back to the working mm-hmm. bit a little bit. What are some of the hottest industries or maybe types of jobs that are on the rise that maybe an American graduate might be interested in, in Mexico, Argentina, Colombia, across Latin America? What are you seeing? What we have been seeing, and and I think... I don't know if this will continue to be like this because of the, uh, as you can see, the economic and political scenario that we're foreseeing for the world and in Latin America for the upcoming uh, year. But uh, what we have seen is that industries such as technology, which includes different niches such as gaming or fintechs, uh, also foreign commerce and energy in Latin America are very, very strong, and they will continue to be the drivers of growth in the region. In the particular case of Mexico, 
I think that due to its geographic proximity to the U.S., all careers related to these industries will continue to bloom because of the nearshoring services that many companies are providing here to the U.S. companies. Uh, in case of Colombia, I think Colombia economy is somehow similar to the Mexican one, despite that it is, it is a, a smaller economy, but its, work, its workforce is highly qualified. So they, they really appreciate foreign talent uh, in Colombia. And, and, and many of the most brilliant professionals I have met in my professional career are Colombians. And in the case of Argentina, I think there are two or three sectors that will continue to grow despite these conditions. I think energy, mining, and, and agriculture are permanently, permanently leading the growth in a country which is constantly living with high inflation rates and, and significant devaluation. So I think those are some of the industries or sectors that will continue to have some growth uh, in the next years. Mm. That's good to know. You clarified all of that wonderfully. So thanks for that. So after 10 years, you worked throughout these other places and you went back, you returned to Mexico. What was that like? <laughs> I think this is, this is a great question because I can be completely transparent and honest with you. It was a nightmare. Um, I think <laughs> returning to my home country has been one of the most difficult things I have done. And I think this is because you get so used to live abroad and constantly learning new things that returning to your country, sometimes you can feel like you're giving a step back, you know, in your, in, in your, in your professional career and also in your personal life. I think, I think that the truth is that you never return the same way you left your country. You're totally a different person because the international experience has changed you a lot. And also being able to see your family and friends once again, once again is, is, a, is a gift. So uh, finally, I have discovered that this is not a step back. I think it is just another phase of your career and life. And you will find new challenges and situations that will make you learn something different. But at the beginning, it could be a really challenge, especially in Latin America, for instance. And just an example, when I returned to Mexico City, I was not used to the traffic jams that you can see here in Mexico City. It is a nightmare. But then you get used to it and you find something different and all the beautiful parts of the country. So uh, you're happy at the end. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good tip for our listeners. It's not always just fabulous, right? You go, you have a good time, there are challenges. And then once, if, if and when you eventually go back to your home country, be prepared for that mm -hmm. cultural shock yet again that you need to yeah. adapt to. Yeah, that's a really good point. So for our listeners, what advice or specific tips mm -hmm. do you have for them if they're interested in working in Latin America, specifically the markets you've been in? I think that, you know, uh, as I was mentioning, I really struggled with economic conditions in Argentina. So my first advice would be to try to understand not only cultural differences or focusing only on what a tourist could try to find out about a country. Because if you do that, you're going to stay only in the shallow, in a very shallow part of the research you need to do before moving to a country. Keep in mind that you are going to live there for a significant period of time. So you need to consider economic conditions and do some forecast of your 
own financial plans to see how it could affect your salary and benefits with time. I think that's that's the first advice I would give. Another advice I think that you, you need, especially living in Latin America, in any of these cities, uh, Bogota, Buenos Aires, Sao Paulo in Brazil, Santiago in Chile, or Mexico City, try to find a place close to your workplace. Because at the beginning, you will not know the city. And sometimes commuting can really be a headache if you don't know the city and the time it takes to go from one place to another. Once you know the city a little bit better, then you can move uh, from your apartment or from the place you're living. And maybe my last advice, I think that sometimes you you will be homesick from time to time. This is completely normal and that feelings start to vanish eventually. But maybe during your first year living abroad, keep in mind that perhaps you would like to return on vacations to visit your family and friends. And this will take time from your vacations and part of your budget living there. So you need to plan ahead just in case you get homesick and you want to return to see your friends and family. Mm, wonderful, wonderful practical <laughs> advice. Thank you so much for that, that Greta. That's great. So what are some of the biggest, those are great tips. What are some of the biggest benefits or challenges, downsides to working internationally? You pick. I pick the benefits uh, because I have I have learned so much from this. I have learned so much from this. I think learning from people with a different culture is the biggest benefit you will ever have since it will completely blow your mind in a good way. Um, I think you will learn new perspectives and how to address a situation that you could have managed completely differently. Uh, and you will now manage it from a different approach and point of view. And that that's an experience that you can only live when uh, when you have conversations learn from other people because it will make you much more creative and flexible and you will be able to work almost with all kinds of personalities and capabilities i think it is not only a work experience but an emotional one so this for me is or has been the biggest benefit i have had with this international career Mm, that's wonderful, wonderful advice. So let's go. Let's step back, maybe ten thousand feet. What do you see? You're you're a business leader, and you've worked Latin America and have clients all over. What do you see on the horizon for those entering the workforce in the next year or two? What do they need to be aware of to prepare for? Well, I think that after the pandemic, because we started to see this during the last months of the pandemic. I know that it hasn't been over, but. We're, I think we're in the last phase of the pandemic. Uh, I think it has been demonstrated that the workforce is completely mobile. And you could be working for a company based in the UK while you are sitting in Bogota or, or Canada. So I believe that many companies will start to hire talent, no matter what part of the world it is living in, to have a remote job. So I think this will represent some challenges in terms of benefits for the employers, but for the employees, the possibility to be geographically relocated could be reduced, at least at the beginning. Perhaps relocation will be possible after a trial period when the company has already put your capabilities and talents to the test. 
So you need to be prepared to do the job from your current location for a company in a different geography, at least again at the beginning, because, because it also is related to, to costs and companies are trying to be very careful with costs when thinking about talent. They want to invest in the best talent available, but also they need to keep in mind their costs. So, so we, I think we're going to see more of this coming in the upcoming years. Mm, that's a very interesting point. And even if someone is not relocated, right, they are actually a mobile workforce working for a company, say, in another country, on another continent, halfway around the world, they still need to be globally aware, right? They still need to understand how to work cross-culturally because they could be working with colleagues around the world as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that we have many, many tools and resources to start understanding the local uh, you know, the local context and the local flavors, uh, talking about business, you know, uh, social networks give us a lot of uh, different perspectives and possibilities to engage with, with consumers. Uh, so nowadays, technology allows us to, to do this uh, in, in such a different ways. Mm. You are so thoughtful, Guido. This is such a wonderful conversation. I'm wondering, is there a piece of advice that you'd like to go back and give your younger self? Yes, definitely. Uh, if I was younger, I would, I would probably make some decisions in a different way. I think my, my advice here is do not sacrifice your personal life choices only to give a boost to your international career. In my case... I never had kids uh, because I thought that moving from country to country would have made it really difficult for them to adapt to a new culture every two or three years because I was moving from Colombia to Miami after three years and then after three years from Miami to Buenos Aires. So I thought it was going to be very difficult for my kids. So. The truth is you can't forget that your professional career is only one of many other aspects of your life. And while having an international professional experience is amazing, you should always have your personal life and goals at sight. And of course, as a priority. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. That's um, heartfelt and I, and I feel it. And it's wise, wise advice. It is not all about our careers for sure. Yeah. Well, we are about to wrap up. This has been fantastic. I've so enjoyed speaking with you, Guido. I think I could do it all day, but I know you're a very busy man and you have things to go to. So is there anything else you'd like to add, a piece of anything for our listeners before we wrap up? Mm, I, I just want to share a thought that has been with me since I was a teenager. I think the world is too vast and too rich to spend your whole life living in just one place. I know it might sound like a cliche, but we are not trees and we can have strong roots in a very special place we call home. Uh, but there is so much fun and wonderful experiences and people waiting for us outside our country of origin. And you cannot say you really know a country for only visiting it on your vacations. Uh, you only know the people, the culture, and the local flavors when you actually leave them. So I would really encourage all of you to go and get it, you know, to go outside and have this international experience if you can. 
it will really be a turning point if you're in your, of course, in your career, but also in your personal life and in your whole life. So uh, I just wish you lots of luck on this. Yes, and do it. Take the deep dive. Yes. Thank you so much, Guido. This has been wonderful. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Stacy, and your audience for this opportunity. You have been listening to the GW Cyber Global Careers Podcast. Join us again next time. And in the meantime, go global.